black. I'm a black Indian. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and start today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the pay from page one to page 100 of your shitty script that should have never made it to the screen. Today we are talking about bad adaptations and movies based off of Eastern culture. Yep. They- yeah. Are you saying white people don't understand Asians? I'm not saying that, but I'm not not saying that. (laughs) They don't. (laughs) As always, I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Kels Show, a.k.a. The Last Samurai Jackson. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) That's like three in one, baby. I know, that was the whole thing. And uh, with us uh, back again, no longer with rice cakes here, but Return of the Queen... Michelle with no intro. But thank you, Rice Cakes, for filling in. I adore you. Oh, she did a great job. It's like you weren't even on. She always does. I know. Exactly. And I, like, came back and was like, am I I even on here anymore? We we had a whole talk about it. Yeah. 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 We don't know. For real. And you can say Rice Cakes because you're Asian, too, so it's not racist (laughs) at all. We are on part four of our East to West series, and that is going to be the best of the worst. It's what we like to do towards the end, just the three of us, talking about ways that this series has failed. Yes. And I know already a few of you have some uh, movies in mind, and hopefully we get to them. But, Kelsey, go ahead and start us off. I'm going to start off kind of light with this one, and it's just going to be one of the prime examples of quote-unquote whitewashing oh, of Asian oh, films. Not the one that I was saving for Is this the Tom end. Cruise? No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which, on paper, like, it's going to sound funny when you say this, but like, <laughs> you don't realize how things actually translate and affect people if you're not familiar with that culture and a perspective. Yes. And I still like the movie. I think it's a fine movie. I enjoyed it as a kid. But as I grew up and I started listening to people complain or make their critiques of the film, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Also, kind of like how growing up in the South, I didn't know any better when we had the Confederate flag hanging up in Georgia. Wait, that thing's problematic, isn't it? I didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's our flag. woop de woo Like, <laughs> I didn't think no, nothing other until I learned about the history of it, which they don't really teach right, kids. Right, And then once I got older, I'm like, oh, yeah, that shit need to come down. Like, that shit's not cool, but me being ignorant and just being naive about the situation, yeah. you just see a flag as a flag, but you don't know what that shit represents. And even with the Dukes of Hazzard, they're like, yo, I love that fucking... I can't say I love the show. I didn't watch the show, but I was cool with it. The car was cool. They jumped. So I'm just like, all right, you don't have to get rid of the whole show. Just like digitally take out the flag. Like, <laughs> it's totally fine. And the thing, too, with The Last Samurai... Ah, The Last Samurai. It's not... And it's historically accurate to a degree. Like, he was a character but to make the focus of a movie about the... What, what I'm saying? The deconstruction of their military presence. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the white man and his hand and how if it was not for him, then y'all wouldn't be able to do the shit you were doing. I was like, that's fucked up. Well, okay. (laughs) I mean, we're not here to say Tom Cruise is tone deaf in some of the choices he makes of movies or that he's a crazy person. But maybe he could make more, you know, research uh, into the roles he picks and seeing the way it's portraying the story. And I can't even blame him because I would have been in that movie. I, I, I'm, I can't wait to play a samurai. So, you know, I ain't mad at him getting that check. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, I, I like Tom Cruise as an actor. I do. But sometimes I feel like he's put on a pedestal where people are like, oh, any film that he's in, anything that he... He's got to be on the pedestal. pedestal. I know he's like 5'2", but in every movie he's like 6'7". What is that like for? Is it a pedestal or is it just a step stool? Yeah, both. Couple box. Both. Huh? Yeah. 
You know, so it's like people feel like they he can't do any wrong. I mean, have you seen interviews like with other actors around him? They're like, oh, I was on a film with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Like, okay, we got it. But this role. <laughs> well, I, I believe that was an Ellen DeGeneres impersonation you just did. That was good. That oh, was you got to dance now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've got to dance and then neglect the way you're, you know, Cruise being treated by the sexually abusing people. Yes. Word. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, too, you said about Tom Cruise because he makes a lot of stinkers, too. Yeah. But when he's good, he's great. But his great is relegated to his abilities. Because mm-hmm. he's not like a Robert De Niro. He's not a Denzel. He's not a Leonardo DiCaprio. He's not even a Matt Damon. He's Tom Cruise. So we know what to expect from him. So I think when we get a little bit more, it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Damn. But he's also. Oh, yeah, you can't act. I, the, yeah. I, think, I think the funniest movie he's ever been in was Jerry Maguire, and he wasn't even the funny one. No. It was accidental humor. Accidental he humor. He was trying to be funny. He does his own funny. stunts, and I think that's how he gets everybody to be like, whoo. My roommates were just talking about that last night, yeah. and he's also a crazy person. Yeah, and we respect him for his ethic and his person more than his actual talent and his craft. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's what it is. Like, well, I would totally run risks, too, if I thought Scientology was going to save me. Because the thing, too, is like... Like, let's be honest. The Rock doesn't make the best movies, but we love The Rock, so we enjoy them. He knows his roles, though. It's comedy, and it's great. And also, he can act. The Rock has chops, so when we do catch him doing some real acting, like... Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, I, I didn't want to watch the Jumanji movies, the new yeah. ones, but you know what? I enjoyed the fuck out of them. Both of them shit. I was like, you know why? Because we had low expectations. They were yeah. like, yo, this shit. <laughs> this is actually pretty fucking I thought good. Jack Black's character in the first one was going to be annoying as fuck. Guess what? Uh-uh. My favorite character in the whole damn movie. And Kevin Hart was in it, which everybody knows I adore Kevin Hart and The Rock oh, together. Yeah, no, and, and those two together. Yes. That father son duo. Yes. <laughs> I fuss with Kevin Hart, but he has his limitations with me. Okay, so so last samurai, <laughs> what what about it really really was wrong for you with this movie? Oh, I just said nothing was really wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty and slip, huh? <laughs> well, personally, because I haven't seen it in a long time, but I really don't think anything. I had a real issue with it being a movie. It's like I said in retrospect, just the fact that it was another white savior character in a. I don't know, ethnic movie, oh, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my only like main gripe about it. Like I love the action. It was active fine, the costumes, everything was like authentic in a sense, or at least historically accurate. It was just the fact like you made him the last samurai. Yeah. To quote Paul Mooney, it was like you're gonna make a movie called Last Nigga on Earth <laughs> starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, you know. And we love some Tom Hanks. Oh, well, I mean, yes, but I'm not even getting to that. Um, so there's another movie with uh, Matt Damon playing the yeah, White the Savior. Great Wall. Yeah, Tell me about that, Michelle. It, you know, I watched it so many years ago. I was trying to remember all the things that kind of irks me about it, but it's the same thing. It was like he suddenly appears and he's this great archer and he's going to save them after they've been defending this wall every 60 years. And I'm like, okay, cool. For a long-ass <laughs> fucking yeah. time. And I'm like, okay, sweet, so... Things are evolving, and suddenly, here comes Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon! And it's all going to be A-OK. Well, and and that's the thing, because first, I I remember, I I don't don't remember the movie I was seeing back when we could all go to theaters, but they they, they do this thing about how there is the Great Wall of China, and it was meant to keep out these monsters Mm -hmm. and all these things, and then, at that point, I was very excited. And then, Matt Damon comes on screen, and he's like... 
I'm going to save you from yourselves. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing in this movie? Yeah. So, what, 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 other than Matt Damon being the white savior, was there anything else that was problematic about that movie for you, Michelle? I mean, the CGI wasn't that great. I mean, it was great for, I guess, that year. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I tried to watch it again recently, this weekend. I was like, let me just try oh, to watch it again man. and kind of refresh myself. And I, I, I got halfway through and I was like, eh, okay, I want to watch something else. <laughs> and yeah. I was just over it. So I couldn't be a movie critic because when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. See, the movie, once again, is like one of these movies kind of like Bloodshot, kind of like, uh-huh. I want to say Rampage. It's like we're a little more sophisticated now in this day and age that movies like that, you have to come better. The CGI, since it's a CGI heavy film, you have to have that top, mm-hmm. no- top notch. Even like with the Transformers, even though most of the CGI is top notch, you can't see the robots. That's, that's a whole other conversation, but... That has to be on point, and you can give us a very intricate, detailed plot as well with great character development. If the Great Wall would have came out in like 98 to like 2002, oh, it yeah. would have raised a whole generation of people like, yo, that was my, I love it. oh my god, it was so dope, man. We came with the arrows and all this shit that we had Jet Li in that hole. <laughs> oh, I'm racist because, was Jet Li in that? No, he wasn't in that, he wasn't in that one. I'm thinking about the... Um, the mummy that Dragon King or mm-hmm. Emperor King Scorpion King yeah. no, no the third the one. Oh, oh, uh, Tomb of the uh, Dragon King yes mm-hmm. but it's like one of those like it was or made Dragon Emperor something like that it was Dragon because they were Asian yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but if it would have came out early in this <laughs> millennia we would have been fine it would have been dope it would have been like I said it would have been some of the, our favorite one of our favorite movies but it did it came out in a time of period when we got to pay all this money to see a mediocre action movie. It would have been one of those movies that come on Saturday afternoon after Fox Kids go off. <laughs> and my old shit is on, guys! <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would come on um, after... Uh, what was that show? The Lost World? Y'all remember The Lost World? Living in the Land of the Lost? No, when no, it was, no, no. the dinosaurs? No, no, no. Not Land of the Lost. The Lost World TV show. Oh, Who was in that? It's not ringing a bell. Oh, my God. Do, do an IMDb on your own time. But yeah. I, th- I think what like you were saying... Yes, we have to be a little more sophisticated in this yeah. time. And some people say, oh, well, we've been spoiled. I don't think we're spoiled. I think no. we're just... I think the other thing that Kelsey brings up is, like, character development and the storyline. And I'm going to touch base on that later in, like, the horror genre of Japanese films brought to America. Yes. But there is the lack, and they don't understand how these ancient folklores and everything build up to that intense of a storyline. So it kind of takes away from it, because in The Great Wall, when they briefly touch on, oh, well, every 60 years they come, and then eventually if we don't stop them, they'll take over the world. Like, eh, you can have a little more in-depth storyline instead of just flashing right back to Matt Damon over here. (laughs) Exactly, and that's the thing, too, because we had that uh, story arc, we had those characters when it came to the the Chinese characters in the film. Like, there was love there, there were friendships, there's family, you could do the whole dynamic. And because when I'm watching it, like, I see the anime. I know how this anime would work. I see the character development, the paths. And then in the anime, Matt Damon, of course, would have been Asian. So we wouldn't have that whole issue. And old buddy Pascal, what's his first name? Yeah. The Mandalorian? Yes, I don't know his last name. But yeah. Pascal, he's in it too. He's the right, he's Matt Damon's homeboy. Mm-hmm. So you got that dynamic. Plus, like we talked about on a previous episode, the Ronin story arc. They were both Ronin. They used to work for um, the king or they were just bounty hunters or mercenaries. So they go around doing jobs. And Matt Damon's already... So you get two of the tropes. You get the, I'm a Ronin, and I'm getting too old for this shit. Because Matt Damon's like, 
I'm trying to not fight no more, bro. But next thing you know, he goes off into the sunset. It was like, here I go to fight another day. And all the Asians like, thank you. He's like, I've been saving too many minority cultures. You know, it's time yeah. for me to take a step back. Maybe let them evolve. Exactly. Yeah. Then he Ugh. come in and the main Asian shorty's like, huh. Then her dude's like, Hey, man, we've been we grew up together. We had our destiny, and he just come in. He only wants you because he's like, "Girl, so I'm done. I'm gone." Yeah, and, and he kind of <laughs> brings that up, and he, you see that kind of dynamic um, a lot in films like that. Because when she was talking about if you don't have trust, you can't be trusted, and he's like, "Oh no, that's not how I work." And I, I work like, best alone. But you got a whole partner. Yeah, so you're walking dove. He dude. doesn't trust his partner, obviously. He don't. <laughs> No, no, so, no. And it's like, okay, is that where your American loyalty lies? I mean, oh, how yeah, does this yeah. work? <laughs> He's all about the Americas. Yeah. Uh, so, with those tropes, we, you know, there, there's a few other ones that have done it wrong. And I know that, you know, Avatar is a Western-made, you know, oh, oh, show. Oh, 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 but they, they, they even, the way that they use the tropes of, well, these are the good white people, mm. and these are the bad brown people. And here's the Earthbenders that no one really gives a shit about. It would have been different if they would have made the Fire Nation different ethnicities, but they made them all basically Middle Eastern or oh, quote-unquote yeah. Muslim. But then every other nation, there's a high pause of different yeah. races, colors, and shades. But like, no, they're the bad guys. I was like, that's <laughs> rude as fuck. Like, you could, if yes. you're going to diversify one nation, you got to do everybody the same way. Because yeah. that would have saved some of that backlash from that. But then on top of that, mispronouncing names like motherfucker we had a whole cartoon their names are their names yes don't do that yeah i was just talking about this movie the other day it's just like there was some good there's always some good and some bad with everything but they had aspects to that film that i thought were okay decent somewhere actually good like i like the relationship between iroh and zuko in that movie because it's pretty much the same way like the car like the cartoon like y'all got at least y'all got that right sure you know, and it's kind of like in Spider-Man, like the movie, Tobey Maguire, um, web shooters were organic. And in the Avatar movie, the firebenders needed a fire source. So it's like, okay, in the cartoon they did, but it makes sense in the world. Like, if everybody needed a source. Right, like, right, we have right. So we're fine with little changes here and there, but... I think the downfall to yeah. that was M. Night Shyamalan is amazing when he makes certain type of films. Because yes. he'll explain to you a lot of them are derived from his dreams. When he's trying to take something that has already been made, already created, it just... It, it was his failure. Avatar The Last Airbender, The Village, Lady in the Water. Whoa, 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 Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. First, yes, I agree with you, Michelle. That was his hubris. And it hurt even more because he's like, I'm a fan. My kids watch. it. like, oh, I fuck with him. Like, that's my dude. So when he made the movie, oh, he's going to get it. That's what hurt, I think, most to most fans because we knew how much he fucked with the show. So how can you fuck it up? And second of all, Lady in the Water was legit. No, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah, Lady was legit. in the Water is an amazing oh film. My That's legit. It's you legit. I won't say it's no. Because I don't know if she's joking or not. No, but I'm not. I, I like it. I won't say it's amazing, but I like it. I love that I like movie. it. The, I village love the Village was hot booties. No. Yes. As soon as I realized the one no. monsters, I wanted to walk out the theater. I can't even be scared. Because. Oh, my fault. And it wasn't, I don't think Village, off topic, is meant to scare you. It's to show you how pliable the human brain is and how they will fall for anything. No, I already know that. I didn't in the movie. Michelle makes a point because we fell for buying tickets to another M. Night Shyamalan movie. Exactly, because I thought I was going to be scared. I thought I was going to be scared. I'm like, ooh, monsters. What are the origin of new monsters? It's going to get, remember the trailer with a little hand like this? Oh, girl, don't touch that. I was going to say, one of the best things I've seen online when Avatar came out and and they were like, well, I, you know, for waterbenders, do you think that 
the fight's going to be, like, intense. The water's going to move real fast. And they were like, at this point, just throw hands. And I was like, yeah, because it was so slow moving. Oh, so, so going with bad adaptations, there's one that we have to talk about. I know we've talked about it before on this show. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Here we go Death again. Note. I was like, Death Note? Death Note's one of them. We'll get yes. to that. Yeah. But let's talk about the granddaddy, the worst the, of the, the worst. The grand wizard the, of them the, all. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. This movie is so bad that... I would I I can't I would I couldn't even bring myself to rewatch it for this episode. Mm, I was thinking about it. I'm I like, thought about it too. I'm like, nah, girl, I'm not gonna do that. And if, if you I watched Dark Phoenix again before I watched, oh that my shit. god! <laughs> if you've listened to the show, then you know what I'm gonna say. And that's Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh my! I didn't god. know you were gonna say that because I really loved it. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's. <laughs> Are you? Uh, no. And not Absolutely not. We're about to have a new host on the show. Uh, Rice Cakes, if you'd like to come back, I do know that you don't like hot trash. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was absolutely, I didn't even get through it. So, okay. Oh, Michelle likes Johnny Depp. She likes hot trash. Okay, let's not even okay. get into how that man was he, battered and abused. He's good and, no, well, what? Okay. <laughs> he got part of his finger cut No, I was just going with a random white Hollywood guy. So that's, that's just he's a great actor. No, he's not hot trash, lady. I know... Okay. I know okay. better than okay. Back on yeah, topic. Yeah, no, I, I know that I had started that film, and then I never even finished it's... it. I think I got about, I don't know, 30 minutes into it. Doing a movie based on Dragon Ball, period, will never satisfy anybody. Kind of like start, uh, like a comic book movie. Where do you start? Because so much history has gone on with these characters. And I think they're, one of the biggest things was trying to go back to the roots Starting with Piccolo being evil and all that, and Goku just now realizing he, some space or wherever they was talking about in the movie. Because with Dragon Ball Z, you have to treat the fans as if, or you have to treat the audience as if they know exactly what they walked into. Don't give us no backstory. You can tell us about Dragon Balls through explanations, but you just come, you just throw us in the world, have Goku, Vegeta, all the people, and again, some random shit, then you figure out what's going on. And if you don't know shit about it, Ask somebody about it. Right. And that's... Oh, oh, sorry. You go for it. And that's the problem. It's like, am I familiar with it? Of course. Am I in depth into it like you and Dan are? No. But even 30 minutes into that film, I knew. I was like, oh, God, I can't. (laughs) Even if you do something like they did with Black Panther... We talk about how Wakanda was created, yeah, and just a little, a little shadow cinematic kind of thing. Like five, five minutes, minutes maybe. <laughs> just tell me who Shenron is. Tell me about the Dragon Balls. Tell me about what's been going on. Or you could do it like cliche as hell. Have it a manga. Just like this story. This is a story about yes, King of Earth. Yes. This is me flipping through the pages. Like <laughs> yeah, are we playing cards? Yeah. But then, but then you don't even have Master Roshi look like Master Roshi. You get Chow Young Fat, and you listen. I'm not hating on him because the man, right. the man made some good movies, but he made a mistake with this one. Exactly. I'm saying, are you saying any of the characters like looked like any of the characters? Piccolo, not no. even Piccolo. He was even green. He was he was green, but he looked like um, he was like llama being green. He, he had, wasn't like green green. He had yeah, he had he had like a, a green goblin kind of look to him. Yeah, not the good one, not like good um, one. old buddy from Amazing Spider Man when yep. he like looked like he had like COVID twenty two or some <laughs> shit. That motherfucker was like. <laughs> Preview of 2022. For real, like, we all be looking like <laughs> Gabby. But yeah, and the thing, too, about that also is like, this is, all right, this is the weird thing about anime, American adaptations, too. Because I didn't realize that till I got way older. Like, all these characters, for the most part, in anime are supposed to be Asian. 
But because of the way the manga style and anime styles are drawn, they have the big eyes because, you know, anime comes from yeah. uh, old buddies, um, inspiration from Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, they make them look very Western. Yes. So, like, growing up watching Sailor Moon, of course... And it's also considered a more appealing look if you go further back. Oh, yeah, exactly. And growing up watching Sailor Moon... Yeah. Um, back in the day on USA, like I thought they were all American because she was blonde. I didn't see blonde Asians. Things like I just assumed they was American. But then you get older, like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. Like even like in Street Fighter, exactly. I didn't know. Yeah, it knows. It says writers from Japan, but he never looked Japanese. So when I see him in the movie, I'm like, right, especially oh, yeah. when you pair him with Ken. Exactly. Like, oh yeah, he is Japanese. So, and it's also kind of low key like the Superman complex too. It's like technically he's an alien that happens to look. Caucasian. Yes. Goku is an alien, and I guess in that world he probably would look "quote unquote" Asian as well. Yes, so, yes. do you cast Asians as Saiyans, or can Saiyans be like Kryptonians or other alien races have different shades and variations variations to their faces as well? But I think that's I, I think that's point. one of the things, yeah. though, with the way that you know the people on this earth dress, the way that their customs are, and you know he fits right in. You got to go with the context clues. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Uh, more than him being Asian and the people there being Asian, it needs to look as ridiculous as it did in the show. Exactly. Bulma has to have blue hair, you know? And who don't have blue hair nowadays? Yeah, right, exactly. They're not meant to be human figures. Like, no. You know. Roshi is supposed to have a big turtle uh, shell on his back. At least. At least. At least. But when you, when you take something that was so outlandish and amazing and you don't even have a talking pig... Yeah. Yeah. But basically you don't you don't you don't have the ridiculous characters being the ridiculous characters. They are now in a high school setting. And I can see that angle because it's not too really ridiculous, but it's just extra pieces to an already complicated puzzle. Sure, but I, I want a Dragon Ball, not Degrassi evolution. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh now I need it. Would be now I need like, that. <laughs> no mate, that's how you take Degrassi to the next level. No you would be kinda making like Totoro and then you're having not the cat bus, but you're just having a yellow school bus. Yes. Or Oh my god, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's yeah, I get what you're saying. It, 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 it in a way feels very disrespectful to the source. Exactly. And it's like, okay, well we see how your idea worked and is still working, but you know what? That's not what our audience wants. That's not gonna test well with Americans, even though Americans watch anime. And that's the thing too. Like, if you just throw people in the world, like, wait, there's talking cats, dinosaurs running around. Yeah. There's dinosaurs running around. Is that because this is not our Earth? You just watch the movie, like, oh, I guess this is some shit that happens here. <laughs> Fine. Like, we watch movies with cartoon characters and human beings all the time. Rocky, Bullwinkle, Sonic. The list goes on Give and me on. Give Mr. Popo. No. <laughs> cool World. No. Cool, cool World is a classic. I used to love that movie. Was um, Matt, oh, not Matt Damon. Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, Pitt. Pencil Dick. Yeah. Um, or was it Needle Dick? One of them. I think it was Pizza Dick because it was drawn. Yeah. But it was like one of those things too. It's like Mr. Popo races ass would have been fine. Not really. <laughs> but everybody's outlandish. Are you gonna really think the black and the black one is actually a black dude, even though he have racist ass lips? But also, you can fix that shit in the live action adaptation. Because yeah. now they make them purple just like Jeeps, and you heard me talk about yeah, that shit yeah. before. And, and, like, you know, and you and I talked about when I was playing uh, Dragon Ball uh, uh, Kakarot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> there's <laughs> the problematic nature of Mr. Popo. I, I did not need him to you know show up in Dragon Ball Evolution, played by, um, let's see. Anybody black? CeeLo Green. Actually, Al would have been perfect casting. <laughs> like, he looks like his mole. Like, just don't blacken him, blacken him. He still could be my right black dude. Yeah, you have, <laughs> it's either CeeLo Green or Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. Bernie R.I.P. I, I know, yeah, no, yeah. But he would have been around for that. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm not thinking about that. I'm trying to go with one more black person. No, Carl's Winslow. Oh, uh, Reg- Reggie Bell Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> what are you been up to? Get out of my house, Kakaron. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, there were problems with this movie, but I'd say one of the biggest ones is its departure from the original source. Exactly. It, when you take it and turn it into a teen drama where they're basically in, uh, uh, they're in Hawaii or America, some fucking where. I want to say it was Cali, maybe? Yeah. They turned it into a YA that nobody asked for. And then you've got Goku sliding across some dude's car with his head. And I, I hate I hate it. I don't hate the guy who played him. Product placement, but you gotta sell, you gotta sell Because I also saw that movie. What was it? The Invisible that he was in, where he died, but he wasn't all the way dead. But then he went and was haunting the girl who killed him, and he's like, "I gotta get back to my body." Wait, 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 wait. He wasn't. All right, haunting has a negative corpse next to me. Haunting has a negative condemnation to it, but no, I seen that movie. That shit was legit. He's like, that was a good movie. He's like, I gotta go touch myself to come back to life. Yeah, he was in the woods, right? Yes. Yeah, and they say that little dude, man. Oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah, I like it just that. clicked. Yeah. yeah, man, that was cool. I like that. Then it was like the one with Char- Charlie St. Cloud. That was another ghost one. Then the uh, one with the girl that died. I like that, and I haunt one of you guys. Can you just tell me, like, a fucking parent or just fucking go find It's going to be that, or I'm gonna, you're, you're going to get really annoyed by how often I touch myself. Get out of my head. I was literally about to say that. You're like, yo, you better get used to see my penis alive. Because I'd be bored. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will wrap it up like this. Yeah. You're watching. So don't visit you. Visit Kelsey. No, don't don't. He said the same thing. Yeah, I was literally about to say the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna happen. I don't care who's haunting me. I don't care how close of a relative they are. I don't care if they were the father of my family. Fine, fine, fine. I'll go visit my mom. At least she's good at ignoring me. Yes. (laughs) Because if there's a ghost in my room and I think there's something over there, then I'm gonna stare intently while furiously checking it. There are ghosts everywhere. Okay, so with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back, and uh, don't you go nowhere. How's it going, guys? This is Daniel. And Kelsey Show, a.k.a. Kelsey Greer. And today we're going to give you a little introduction to a new show that's coming to our network. Our network is growing, and we're really excited about what's happening. But instead of us telling you about the show, we figured we'd let the hosts of it bring you in on what's coming up. Guys? All right. Hey, guys. uh, We are Three Guys, Ten Eyes. Uh, Just... Three guys, two of us wear glasses, simple math. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just are going over simple entertainment topics, pop culture, sports, music, interviews, and stuff like that as well for the local scene. Yeah, we're just going to try to bring up the community. If you have anything that you're starting up, your career, we'd like to have you on the show. Just hit us up. We have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, all of those at three guys, uh, ten eyes. Ten eyes. Word. And do you want to give us your names individually, or is this one collective? Is this, like an, an, yeah, is this an anonymous thing, yeah. or are you all three attached like a Cerberus? Uh, well, <laughs> we are all three attached at the hip. It's kind of, it's, we're it's kind of like Siamese, to Siamese twins. Them hips don't lie, though. Well, yeah. it's actually more hips than could lie. Uh, unfortunately, we have very small hips, so we're just literally... <laughs> like an Instagram model. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I go by Young Pyramid. Uh, I also make music, so check me out well, on what that. What type of music do you make? I make hip-hop uh, and like alternative hip-hop. Do you play live instruments, or is it just like... No, it's bad. it's all like he beats, the and then I make my own lyrics, and Yo. I rap. Yeah, we might have to talk, bro. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard. No, we will. Talk. So, when can we expect uh, to hear from you guys next? 
Uh, we are posting every Tuesday. We go live right now on Facebook. Uh, that'll be going on every Sunday and probably for another three weeks. Uh, and that's on my on my Facebook, Derek Shreve. You want to go? We have his name now. Okay, yeah. wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my social my my social is six six six. So hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we just lost our whole Christian following. <laughs> no, 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 no. On this network, I think you just oh, they, built some more. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You can't believe nice. in God without believing in the beast, baby. Cool, cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, I'm what? Ultimate Dusty. Uh, I just do gardening and oh, gaming. Right. Yeah. What type oh, yeah. of gardening? All kinds, man. We got pumpkins growing, watermelon what? growing. I've been trying to grow some collard greens. My garden's been fucking up lately, but then again, I haven't put too much intensity. Okay, to yeah, it. I we haven't uh, tried no collard greens, but we got kale and lettuce and all that good stuff okay. coming in. Uh, just today, we harvested some cucumbers and tomatoes. Hey, yo, you grow some tomatoes, give them to me when they're green. I'm frying some bitches up. Same you can way probably do, do that with the yeah, the, the abusive husband. Exactly, yeah, always. <laughs> and uh, you. <laughs> Uh, I'm Christian. I don't rap or garden. I just work at a grocery store. Damn, yes. You are <laughs> My the man. fucking man, the everyday essential. person. Yep. Yes. Uh, too essential sometimes. <laughs> too, right. too essential? <laughs> so we're looking forward to having you guys on the network, and I know that you listening out there right now, I can't tell you how exciting this is, how fucking wet you should be getting. <laughs> don't do that. I I'm, I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm honestly a little scared. You're gonna <laughs> around should be. Yeah, no, no. A healthy dose of fear will always keep you alive. It's, it's kind of just one of the rules of the network. You come in here, we all get naked, we record, and it's good to be a little afraid. Well, so, well, well. <laughs> saves you on AC well, costs too. Well, well, the well. fact that we are in a basement and it's cooler does not help the fact that I'm still sweating. Um, we have them coming onto the network starting next month. Be ready because it's going to get crazy. Guys, thanks for being here and. Uh, Let's get back to the show. Exactly. All right, we're back. Um, let's just quickly wrap up Dragon Ball. Biggest gripes with the, the movie, and then we're going to go to the next one. Kelsey. No Vegeta. I, <laughs> it's that simple. No Vegeta. Kelsey, wait. Are, are you a fan of Vegeta? A little bit. I, I wouldn't know that. Oh, well, you don't know a lot of things about me, even though I say it all the time. Yeah, uh, what, if, if, if Vegeta was here and were going to tell me his biggest gripe about the movie, how would that sound? It would sound a little bit like, how could you not include me, the prince of all Saiyans, in a movie that literally only peaked once I arrived on Earth? Because without me, Kakarot would still be a low-class Saiyan warrior, but I brought out the best in him. And he never brought up the best in me because I'm always getting better. Vegemite does bring out the best in people, I think. What the fuck? <laughs> the disrespect is over 9,000. <laughs> I'd say that's one of my biggest gripes. There was no over 9,000 reference. Exactly. None. Not through the whole film? Not through the whole fucking film. And for film. somebody who is not that huge a fan knows that that's... Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'd say... Now I know. Um, and this is just aesthetically, one of my biggest gripes is his fucking hair. Mm. Because Aww. because they could have done it better, and they could have done it worse, but they, they finally found that weird middle ground. <laughs> it's like the movie Clockstoppers. You don't like it, but you don't hate it. Was that the one with the watch? Yes. And we thought he was traveling through time, but he actually was going super fast the whole time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Michelle, what's your biggest gripe of the Dragon Ball movie? Well, like I said, I watched 30 minutes of it. Okay, so in that 30 minutes, what's your biggest crime? I think the very first 30 minutes, the acting was very poor. Not that it should be, like, high quality. It should be high quality. It should be. They Um, want my high quality 12-ass dollars. And, (laughs) yeah, I I 
don't have any input on this. It's it was if I can't make thirty minutes of a film or beyond thirty minutes, I should say, it's pretty bad. That's a bad fucking movie. And I yeah. sat through a lot of shit shows. Oh yeah, I went to go see Cat in the Hat, and that was even a better movie. Yes. I mean, I sat through Twilight, so... Okay, but I did for very different reasons. Um, I've seen uh, them all, too. Yeah, as far as bad adaptations of beloved uh, franchises go, <laughs> we, we got to talk about one that pisses me off to no degree, even though Willem Dafoe was attached to the project, mm. Death Note. Yes! He was the best thing in it, because we already know, as soon as they cast him, I didn't even see the... I haven't watched the manga. I didn't know other things, just like the basics. You write a name down, yep. nigga die, demon, Japanese shit. I was like, Willem Dafoe as that motherfucker? Oh. Ryuk. 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 We American. Ryuk. You can say it anyway. We know what you're referring to. But I was like, oh yeah, that's him. He's going to kill that. He's going to kill. And he yeah. did. Yeah. Well, it is Ryuk. Yeah. Okay, so Michelle, what? <laughs> go ahead and give us a rundown real quick. Yeah, so <laughs> so with Death Note, I, I think it's, if people haven't seen the anime before and they just watched the Netflix film, probably entertained. Had you watched the anime and you start to see the character development between the anime versus the Netflix film, it's super disappointing. And what's disappointing is William Defoe, yes, is he Ryuk? And is it going to be, oh my God, yes. And then the actor who plays uh, Light Turner. Generic white boy number five. He was great in Jumanji I, I, and I some other say films, but. Number eight. Whoa! You think, okay. Maybe we have something going here. Yeah. No. They don't. And, and I think my biggest pet peeves, and I would have to break it down between characters, is there's so much history between the Shiniga, Shinigami and their, the bookkeepers. Yes. Their whole goal is, I need a human to continue to write in this book for my livelihood. In the anime, you see... Yeah. Light Yagami. Yes, Light Yagami. Or you just gonna say Light. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Netflix it's Light Turner. Um, of course it is. Hi, I'm Light Smith. Like I said. Light, Light in the anime is kind of a popular school kid. And he was always had his emotions in check. Like he knew how to take on shit. Then you get into Netflix anime version of Light and he's the nerdy, which is nothing wrong, but it's... This high school student who's you're, going through puberty. You're talking puberty. about the original um, anime, right? Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And Light in the Netflix show is like puberty ridden, can't control his emotions, doesn't know what he's doing with himself. It's almost like, the, I'm going to use this metaphor, anime Light is Zach Morris if he was the, as worse as people like to depict him now. Netflix version would definitely be more discreet. Our Netflix version will be the Tom Holland version of the Andrew Garfield's light in the anime. Fuck, that's that, that was that was a walk. Yeah. That was a bit of a walk. I do it all the time, baby. And I think they did it in Netflix so that it was more relatable. <laughs> Which not true. Well, I'm not saying your statement is wrong, but no, if that's the angle that was going from, like, yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> but I feel like, oh, okay, and he has you know the family issues and. Now he's going to revenge against what happened to his family. Where in the anime, it was more like, now you have this power. And you're going to just start off and off people to see that you have that power. Exactly. Test it out. But even more than him just having the power in the beginning, and even up until the end, he thought he was the hero. Yeah. 
He thought he was doing the world a service. Here's the, all the people I'm going to kill off yeah. because they're bad people. Well, and in the anime version, he, he wanted to be godlike. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. In, in, okay. in, in the anime, yeah. he thought he was the best thing that happened. Yes. But then it gets to the point, like it always does with people, this kind of power, as soon as someone tells you what you're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. then they get on your list. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and Light was already a narcissist, so we took that shit up to the next level. Now it's like... Not only can I do this, let's see how far I can go and how much I can control and structure the world. Because that's like villain one-on-one. No villain ever thinks they're the bad guy, for the most part. Uh, Some do. For for the most part. I think my issue, though, is that's the case in the anime. Yeah. In the Netflix film, he wasn't the one that they depicted having that much power. His girlfriend comes in. They made him They made him a chump. What is she, an, an American? Mia? Yeah. Yeah, she's the one who suddenly has the power and kills off the FBI agents and does all of the things that she the also Death had, Note wants. Exactly. Yes, she had a, also yes. another type of power. Mm-hmm. That walk power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had that My coochie. My new favorite song? Yes, she had yes, that coochie. Yes, yes. We yeah. all know that men are slaves to that yeah. vagina. We will do, say anything to have a little bit of that in our lives. Especially Which, when depicted, like, depicted in the American version... He was like that outcast loser character, so he's not used to yeah. having um, women be being around him or attracted to him and having that type of attention. So as soon as you get a little taste of that, it's like, oh, a girl likes yeah. me. And so she gave like a, <laughs> she took the show in the Netflix film, where mm-hmm. in anime, Light always had that. And yeah, then it, the, the L characters too, which is hard for me to fathom, like with L in the anime... Yes, was he socially awkward and hard for people to get along with him? Yeah, sure. But he was still a character who kept his emotions in check Always. and was able to where Until he kicked light in the face. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was God. hilarious. I'm like, he would be kicking one of his dirty yeah. ass feet. Yeah. Where <laughs> Yeah, as he sat on the couch with his feet yeah. like crawled All over the couches. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His and toes just hanging off the edge. The dark circles <laughs> under his eyes, like a crackhead. Can't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and and L in the Netflix series was just way too emotional for me. Well, and that's one of the things that I was personally disappointed about with this. Yeah. Masioka, um, Hiro Nakamura from Heroes, mm-hmm. was very. Uh, he had, he had a big role in bringing this to to Netflix, and in his own words, it was going to be truer to the manga and the anime. Mm-hmm. Than anything that had come before. Oh yeah, because the dude that played L in America's series, Lakeith Stansfield, we've seen him, him get out Atlanta. We know he can. That's the thing too. Why so I'm like, I know he can. I don't act. know if I love him. And yeah, he's a great actor. I think. And I know, also oh, like, I have a crush on him, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but like, I know he can play awkward and weird because that's normally what he does. Yeah. And he just had to play it low. They made him play it high energy. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing about L. He's calculated. Like with Batman and she was like, I'm not gonna get emotional. I know facts. I know numbers. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the Netflix, it's like, no, this, rah, yeah. And they did incorporate some of his little little ticks and yeah. shit, like the candy eating and the sporadness. But he yeah. was a little too, it's more like, instead of him being on downers, he was on mad coffee. So, like, no, nah, no. Nah. Right. Yeah. right. I, know, I know who he is. In yeah. anime, it's all internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he's playing tennis against light in the anime, mm-hmm. and they're both anticipating what they should do and, you know, what the other person's going to do. Because the anime was chess. Yeah. It was the biggest game of chess. And that's the thing, too, which made the live action so disappointing after I watched the anime. It's like, why in God's green earth we try to fit this shit 
into an hour and a half. At least do a mini series, like yeah. a five part mini series, spread it out a couple of seasons. Cool, but it was too much story. And the biggest thing that I missed from the live action that we got in the anime was just the light and L interaction. Too much butter on not enough toast. Yes, exactly. They actually was not clicking, but it was around each other. You had that, the playing tennis, them hanging out, yeah. trying to figure shit out. And then you have the, the other cops involved into that. They had the whole story with that. So it's like, there's a lot of this and really, human nature interaction that we missed out on because they try to cram it in absolutely, and flip it. Absolutely. And even our anime, um, Shinigami, like, Ryo, you see, in the anime, it depicts so well his uh, irritation. And I'm clicking my fingers because it's like, come on, let shit happen. Like, yeah. I'm bored. Let it go. William Defoe tried to do a good job at it, and I think directorial, it they failed him. Yeah. And it was like, show that. Show that they they need things to happen to make them feel alive. Well, exactly. And, and not, to, not to constantly bring things back to Coco, but it's like being remembered. Mm. If you're not remembered, if certain tribute isn't paid, then yeah. guess what, little bones? You're gone. Yeah. Did he even eat an apple? No. In the live action? He did. There was a scene when Light first met Ryo, and that no, um, at the house after he got in a fight with his dad. And if I remember, he threw the apple, and it went towards the closet, and it got thrown back out, eaten. But but you don't see it the same way you do. Yeah, see that's what I'm saying. Like even little things like that. Because Rio yeah. loves apples yes. just as much as those twos do, baby. Yeah. Twos and now apples. Because now he was... <laughs> you get five meow meow beans with that one, baby. Because, baby. and the, the, the key thing is, he was now <laughs> attached to the human world, and it tasted lively. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It's like, unlike eating bland food. <laughs> These apples are so good. Yeah. Kill someone light. Yeah. Or don't. Let's see what humans do. Such curious creatures. Yes. 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 That shit. Um, but, but I- and I think my biggest thing is, I think Netflix film did touch on the rules of the book. Yes. One thing they failed on was the very ending of the film. When his girlfriend and the page was burned. In the anime series, it didn't matter if you destroyed the page nope. it had been written. Yeah, the as truth is said, written. As you said, truth is written, as Kelsey always said. And that's the end of our whole podcast and network, <laughs> folks. We're done yeah. for life. <laughs> so it's like, are you setting it up for a sequel? How do you do that? Because you just, I don't know if that's what you're trying to portray to the audience, that she loved him so much, she burned the book. Which, the girlfriend in the anime series would have never betrayed Light. Not never. once. She it, even wiped her memory for him. Exactly. Yes. And that shit's very... Harley Quinn Joker esque because yes. Light was mentally abusing her, taking advantage of this girl that just loved him and wanted to do anything in the world for him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, You dumb bitch. Yep. I'm about to yep. fuck all this up. <laughs> so, who are you to me? There was so much white. depth that they could have captured in the Netflix film that they failed at, and Death Note would have been phenomenal for that. But yeah. they failed it. So uh, before we get to the end, there is one more adaptation I want to talk about. Yeah. And Kelsey, I think this is one that you had some more to say about was uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, and it's a perfect segue, too, because the live action adaptation of Death Note, of course, people are going to have, like, their preferences because a lot of issues with these movies when they're adapted from even just Chinese culture, Japanese culture, anything foreign is like... Korean. The Korean, the fact of it being, quote-unquote, whitewashed. But in this particular instance with Death Note... I didn't, that wasn't my issue with it. Like, they didn't have to be Asian 
because this wasn't specific to just Japanese culture. The no, books literally yeah. could be found anyway. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you have a movie like Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. which people were shitting on from Jump Street because there wasn't an Asian lead playing a robot. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, but even if they did, the movie wasn't all that. No, it really wasn't. And You can make a film that is not... Like, you talked about yeah. the descriptions of anime characters yeah. being American, nice, or yeah. whatever. It was just Scarlett Johansson. Love you, girl. Uh, but She's one of our bigger listeners on the show. Yeah, we don't need you as every lead <laughs> in every woman movie. Um, I get you played Black Widow, but at the same time, it's all about the script directors. And if you would have had an Asian woman in that film, it still wouldn't have made money. Because even with Scarlett, it barely made any money. But someone also did have to come in and tell Scarlett Johansson you can't play every role. Yes, there's going to be a Harriet Tubman biopic coming out. You can't be Harriet Tubman. That was Julia Roberts. It was about to have her play. <laughs> oh, my God. No, well, that was actually brought up in the meme. Somebody actually came out their mouth and was like, how about, and it was like, how about, no, let's move on. But um, that's my thing. <laughs> How about I'm going to pretend that I never heard you say that? Oh, it's factual. You can no, go that's what they said in the meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with Ghost in the Shell, I just feel like it's one of the things, too. Like, people also forget, like, Hollywood is a business, mm-hmm. even though it's going to sell um, away because I'm black. And we show through Black Panther because that's one of the, the myths in Hollywood. Like, black people don't quote-unquote see movies or a black-led film doesn't make money, X, Y, Z. And, like, you don't know that until it happens and you give us what we want to see with people we want to see it from and it made money. So it's the whole narrative like I can't name more than two movies with a male male Asian lead. Yeah. Period. That's not a martial arts film. Yes. No, I completely agree. Aren't, As being And even with Asian yeah. women, I can't even name you three. Period. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be movies, but there are TV shows like um Killing Eve. But that's all like that's no more than five That's exactly hand. no exactly you're like, right. Like Harold Kumar yeah, that's the only two that could come in the head, and then James Choler, he had the one where his daughter went missing. Yeah. Facebook, yep, yep. But those are little, those smaller films like a male parasite. Yeah, like those movies. But they have to be so. And niche-y. the problem is, there's not a diversity of casting with Asian female roles. Uh, Michelle Yao, I adore and her. Yeah, that's, that's it. Michelle Yao, who has been in Memoirs of a Geisha, who, my movie. Yeah, in the Last Christmas. X two. And several other films. She is constantly casting. She's a phenomenal actress, but there are a million amazing Asian, Chinese, Japanese, Korean actresses that could cross over and they just aren't given the chance. Because of Hollywood. That's why you need more diversity Mm -hmm. in every industry. So these people's stories are told. Or if you literally just cast the best person for the role, who's, who's to say that an Asian woman can't be Fucking, I don't know, Bella from Twilight or some shit. Yeah. Even though the character was in as a white yeah, girl, that's, that's neither here nor there. Or but she like, could have been casted in Ghost in the Shell. As oh, Ghost, yeah. exactly. So I mean, not to mention the people that are saying that they should redo the Harry Potter books as a series, but with the way that you know they've talked about how Hermione is black. You know, Harry is Indian because the whole name Harry Potter in uh, mm-hmm. it was H A R I means it's about a, a prophesied uh, deliverer. Mm-hmm. And they can't. If they want to, I don't care. Like Harry Potter. Do you really Harry think Potter. it would have saved Ghost in the Shell? Though? No, it wouldn't have. Okay. Like even if they had Lucy, that's I think like, what I was trying yeah, to place it back to. Yeah. So yeah. even if they would have had, like I said, Lucy Liu as Ghost, everybody, all right, cool, she in the movie. I yeah. ain't gonna make me rush. And I said, yeah. Hollywood is about making that dollar, and that's another thing too. Do people? Does it work the same way? Like in Japan, if they were doing an American adaptation 
of a movie, do they cast American actors or they just have it set in Japan because that's their market they're going to? Because some of it is just business mm-hmm. to yes, a degree. Yes. And it's just like, why would I go out my way to yeah. do this if we're telling this story here for our audience, putting our culture on top of that? But it just gets a little tricky because of the way the, way the world is and how white people have structured it and placed themselves in these positions. Yeah. Because if everything was fair on paper, we wouldn't have these discussions. I tell people all the time, like, don't get that mad, mad at me for saying what I'm saying now because our forefathers couldn't get it right back then. We need to fix these things now so 10 years from now, we're not having the same fucking conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. That's- and, I, <laughs> and I have to say, like, when you say if other countries do it, I have to bring it back to horror films, which you both know I'm huge on horror films. Yes. Um, for me... I'll start with the Japanese-American adaptation, and then I'll swing it back to how Americans have, or Koreans, derived some of the American stories. Or not necessarily American stories, but anyways. So, Americans doing Japanese films for horror. You got The Ring, you got One Missed Call, you got Pulse. It's very hard for me to enjoy those films. I enjoy them because I love horror films. But do they get me the way when I watch them in their original version? No. And I think it's because they miss the entire depth of the story. Yes, they miss that the soul or yeah. the, the Even heart in Pulse. And, and the integrity of this for an energy. Pulse, you and I love Kristen Bell. She the words right out of my mouth. She couldn't save that film. Director couldn't save that film. Only thing I liked about this film was the concept itself. Everything else is yeah, but they totally took away from the depth of electronics taking away from us. Yes. If you watch the Japanese version, you feel it. Word. Same thing as um, the Ring or the Grudge, the new Grudge. It's like you tried, you failed. Yeah, it's almost you like you miss that entire depth of story background before you got to where we And it's a cultural thing too, because they're yeah. more attuned with that afterlife and that yeah. spirituality more than mm-hmm. we are here. And it's kinda like the whole anime subs versus dubs. Like there's a reason why I love subs compared to dubs, because when you're watching the sub, you feel the intensity of the words, you read in them, and it just comes out the way it's intended. Yes. Where doves are just like, yo, yeah, you're saying it, but it doesn't have that same heat to it, yes. that same emotion. Well, and I'd like to throw in there, uh, Shudder in 2004, yeah. which is a, a Taiwanese movie. Not Shudder mm-hmm. Island. No, no, just Shudder. Okay. It's about a couple, and they develop in their films, and they keep seeing weird shadows, and it's this whole thing. But then you get the 2008 remake with uh, Joshua Jackson, Pacey from yes. Dawson's Creek, or Charlie yeah. from uh, Mighty Ducks, however there you go. know him. Yeah. And I saw the original, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. It scared the shit out of me. And then we watched the 2008 one, and that is a bad movie with people who have no chemistry or believable like delivering their lines. Yeah, and they're taking from the Asian culture. The if you get the story right, you don't need the jump scares. No, and I think that's what American filmmakers are banking on is the jump scares or bloody and like old boy. I think I you mean, mean what they're banging cocking on. <laughs> <laughs> and. So, and like um, Old Boy, I mean, it's an action film. But oh my god! The American version condensed the whole story, and like I told Kelsey, I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, but I told him the if Korean you know, version know. of the ending, and, and that's more fucked up than the American version. And now I know why Will Smith had passed on because originally he was supposed to be an American version, but he was like, 
Right. I know about entanglements, <laughs> but, but there's also that one I'm trying to get into. There's also the idea that uh, when it gets translated here, mm-hmm. it's like they think we can't handle what the way you know at the intensity of the taboo. original. Exactly. No, it's not exactly. as a fucking movie. You have your choice of watching it or not. But what? How is that going to make the conservatives and the people at Bocos and the family feel? Yeah, nobody gives a fuck because it's been rated all movies yeah. since Jump Street. And um, if it was taboo in Korea, tell me. It ain't gonna. It will translate <laughs> and to the, American. And theory. the thing too is like it's also like Hollywood. Once again, they see something that's trending, that's popular overseas, and they don't want to invest in uh, original properties mm-hmm. or ideas. So it's like, all right, if this was happening over there, let's try to do that here almost yeah. verbatim, just to see if we can uh, make money. Because there's not too many um, American trends and movies that catch on to the degree that they have to start doing it, like. The Asian, like that style, and then you get the insidious, so that's a new thing. Right. Like every right. year, there's a new trend. Like it vampire. Is, oh, yeah, like, like you had the vampire thing here and there, then you have like the, the saws here and there, and then even like when musicals came back for a little bit, it was like all oh, the musicals, like of course, superhero genres the, the are going on James right now. The thing with James Wan, though, who did insidious and all of that from the beginning, who is also an Asian director, knew we didn't need your jump scares. I can tell you a story. I can incorporate it in timing yes. and scare the it shit out of you. It will live in your bones after you yes. leave the theater. And then you're like, that wasn't so bad. And then you start looking around the room and you start feeling that. And you hear, tip-tip, <laughs> Tiny Tom never felt so crazy <laughs> to me. But the way that you were saying, you know, when they try and take it verbatim and bring it here, this isn't uh, Eastern culture or Western culture, mm-hmm. but um, there's a show, a British show called The IT Crowd, and it is fucking hilarious. Mm. But they tried to remake it here in America. Keeping one of the cast members from the original show on and having Joel McHale, right before he signed up for Community, play a character. And it was shot for shot. It was line for line. And it didn't work. What is the UK version, the version that's on Netflix? Yes. Okay, because I recognize one of the dudes. Yes. The one with the glasses. Richard Aote. From shit. So I was like, okay. But, you know, when they tried to bring it here, it was the exact same thing. But even though it was the exact same thing, for some reason... The soul of it was gone. I know, and that's one of the things, too. Like, we're so quick to call certain people in this country lazy, but all our originality comes from other places. Mm-hmm. Look at The Office. Mm-hmm. Well, The Office, to what people say, I see it here and there. I get why people love it. but yeah. I loved both versions. Well, that's cool, too, but then it's like, all right, be original. Nah, fuck that shit. We ain't going to give these other people of color and these other sexes and things the opportunity to tell their original stories. We're just going to take from this culture and make mm-hmm. their movies. We're just going to do what's trending right now. Like when the Steadicam films were the craze. We got so many shitty ones that we can't even appreciate the good ones because yeah. people just associate with, I don't like this. Right. Like, you get past that and if you do it right, this makes the movie yeah. watched, and brings a realism to say, it. I watched so many of them, I eventually got to just VHSs of my parents having sex. I shouldn't have seen that. No, I ain't going to get into that. I'm not going to step into that. But it's also just like it's fascinating how we critique certain genres and certain mm. things for not being original because people people like to shit on hip hop for like example sampling motherfucker all the music in the world 90% of it is all sampled from black voices so don't sit here and tell me about how the most popular art form in the world is unoriginal can you take something from something and make it something new no you can't just like us like we need to stop taking all these ideas from other places yeah, even with Asians too. Like, yo, we took the karate's and shit. We try to make our own shit, and not want to give these people their just dues. Yeah. Like, we want to be takers. 
but we don't want to give credit. And I think if they start giving more people credit for their ideas and allow people to breathe and just try some shit, you get hit gold more often than not. I have to say, there is a storyline, and if you ever have the chance, watch Hansel and Gretel. It's a Korean horror film. And we all know Hansel and Gretel is not a Korean story. But watch the film and see how they took the adaptation of that story and made it completely their own. They can take a, Americans can take a lesson and look at, oh, well, shit, we can take a basis of a story and make it all our own. We don't have to make it like we're remaking an Asian story, remaking, you know, uh, African story, Indian story, or, you know, Spanish film. It is just the film that you're, the story base. Or even, and, oh, and theirs was so dark and twisted that yeah. it was like, and that's the thing with Asian horror films. You f- you are afraid just as you are sad from a film. Were and even with with that being said, Michelle, even if they just wanted to basically take the ring and make it here, just cast off Asians, yeah, and put them in America. Well, I'm not mistaken, they, they did that with both shutters, where the same uh, dead girl played the same role in both. Is that? But again, with. Oh, did like, she? Yeah. I didn't know that was her. Okay. As I said, with the whole IT crowd, even if you're just keeping one member of it, the heart is gone because the story's already been told. And exactly. the story must be told. Exactly. And you want to take those movies and put like an American face to bring in box office dollars, but nobody interested in the story. Nobody's going to see like a B list, C list character. Like, no. No, um, shit in, not the shit on Sarah Michelle Gellar, but the movie made money because it was intriguing, it was something new, and it was quote-unquote scary, not because she was in it. So you could have cast a no-name person, people would have seen that movie, you would have saved money from having to pay her, now you broke, into, broke in a new star mm-hmm. that could catapult into doing some other shit with her capital, if let's say she was Asian, then she could have took that money, started developing her, her own company, make her own films, and now you have a whole new yeah. crop of thing, entertainment for people in the world, so... You know, yeah, like the little little things go a long way. Jessica Simpson. (laughs) All right, well, we are here (laughs) at the end of the show. Uh, Thank you guys for being here again. It's so good to have you back, Michelle. Thanks. We miss you. Um, As we wrap up, uh, anything you guys want to plug? This is the last of our series. Next month we have another one coming for you. You'll see what it is when it's here. Um, But where can the people find you? And anything you'd like to plug on these movies that did do it right? Yeah, you can find me Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Kels for Show. And I just want to plug, you probably heard me talk about this movie before, but I'm going to talk about it again. If you want to see a great Dragon Ball Z movie, check out Dragon Ball Super Broly. Mm. I watched that shit too many times, but I never feel bad because it's always great. <laughs> uh, I am Michelle Gideon. You can find me on Instagram as M. Lee Gideon or Facebook, Michelle Gideon. Um, I'd say a movie that, one, if you want to read the book, is amazing, and also watch the film, is Memoirs of a Geisha. Kelsey's life story. <laughs> uh, my seventh life. It's Shout out to Maura Mataggart. Phenomenal with a great cast that is not whitewashed, by the way. Thank and, you. Yeah, but it's a great American adaptation of a Japanese film. Yeah. Whoa. When are we going to get My Life as American Geisha? Like, when is that movie going to start when, like, I'm Michelle Pfeiffer on, I'm working on it, is, man. like, the only white geisha... <laughs> And she frees all the other geishas or some shit. What's the modern day interpretation of it? Uh, Do I need to free you? <laughs> oh, well, that 
something. First we get. I didn't know what joke to make because I want. I, I want to break free. I'm like, oh. First we get my life as a teenage robot, the movie, mm. and then we get my life as an American gay show. Mm. Yo, you are a teenage robot. I am. No, you're a teenage dirtbag, baby. There it is. <laughs> you listen to Iron Maiden, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Daniel Rojas on Facebook, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word, uh, where the O's are zeros, but I barely post on there. I'm gonna try and get back into that. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Escaping Podcast. And, um, yeah, I guess my plug for today, I'm going to go for two. The original Taiwanese Shutter, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. And then a little ditty called Tai Chi Zero. If you like martial arts and you like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, you need to see this fucking movie. Is that a workout I do in the living room? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I watch you all the time. I never saw you do any Tai, tai Chi Zero. You are the ghost. Yeah, I'm in the shelf. So, thank you all for listening. Today we're leaving you with the final track of Prefab Soul's uh, album, and this is called Husk. If you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured, go ahead and email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. I am so sweaty and naked and ready for you to listen to this. And remember, there can only be one chum bucket. Kelsey, you can put your clothes on. (laughs) Yo, whatever dream you have right now, go for it. Go get it. Go now. Break free and become an escapee. Stay on candy, y'all.